0: go to the App Store and download the Anchor app for free or go to anchor.fm to check it out. Hey, this is DJ Stewart, and you're listening to Section 336.
1: Today on the show, pod 232. Two. With a split against the Blue Jays and a loss to the Yankees, the Orioles have come back down the earth, down to earth. But what do they need to do to get back to their winning ways? We will discuss. Also, what to do with Dylan Bundy and his rising innings count. And we will discuss if Mancini or Scope should be con- should be in consideration for any of the postseason awards. All that and more on this edition of Section
2: 336.
0: Section 336. <laughs> Lovebirds, ready to ride. Your host, Matt Joshua Bird, is ready to fly. Baltimore's best section, 336. The number one sports broadcast. Get your fix. What's the news? Let's talk about Buck, our favorite Orioles. What's the latest lineup? Home runs and stolen bases.
2: This is a trip. Stay tuned in at 336.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Baltimore sports fans of all ages, welcome to Section 336, the next generation of Baltimore sports talk. I'm your endearing studying host, Matt Sroka. As always, I'm joined by the zany Bert Rowdy.
2: I am the zany one, and I'm here. What up, 336ers? And I'm also joined by the button
0: lover, Josh Sroka. It sounds like you're, like, not so happy. Like, I'm here. Not by choice. I'm yeah, but really I'm tired. here.
1: Yeah, you were kind I'm, of... I'm required
0: uh, to be here, even though the Orioles lost.
1: Just our conversation uh, we had a few minutes ago before the show... The pre-show... Yeah, you're kind of down on the Orioles. Yeah. Which, and we'll get into in the show, but you're kind of killing my vibe here because I'm I'm coming in kind of pumped up, hyped up, optimistic, excited. I'm in a really good mood today.
2: Really? Yeah.
0: It's hard to be too excited and hyped up and all when you barely squeeze two out of the last place AL East team.
2: Yeah, and they came off a seven-game winning streak and then have lost three of the last five. Yeah.
0: The winning streak gave a lot of hope. Oh, definitely. Definitely. And and we definitely... uh, was it Friday when I told you guys, "Hey, maybe we get, maybe we need to think some new segments up and uh, get excited"? Uh, yeah, that didn't last. the The Orioles, the Orioles took the opportunity uh, of the of the chance to send out
2: invoices for playoff tickets. They said, "Oh, we won uh, five in a row. Let's send out these bills, get everybody's hopes up." The, they were on the verge of winning eight games in a row, which they haven't done since 2005, 12 years ago, and uh, couldn't pull it off with the terrible blue jays coming to town yeah
1: what? Well, well so so what you're saying is bert it's not looking good uh the the seasons were running out of time it almost looks hopeless like we have no shot we're big underdogs can we overcome well there was a on saturday there was a football team saying a lot of those same things 50 point underdogs oh gosh playing a a division one team when, when when they're in the The Division 2, which is no longer called Division 2, it's now called the FCS, but they're, you know, (laughs) Division Down. And And everyone said, there's no way that this small, little, private Christian school can beat the big, bad Baylor Bears. And the Liberty Football Flames went in there, punched Baylor in the mouth... And the biggest win in Liberty Flames football history walked away with the victory, overcoming all odds. So, yes, Bert, I'm
2: optimistic.
1: I'm <laughs> in a good a, that mood. That has nothing to do with the Orioles. I know, but I'm excited about your, the Liberty win.
2: <laughs> your, your personal, your other things in your life besides the Orioles have put a bright spot and a smile in your heart. Yeah. And I'm happy for you. I think that's great. Yeah. I love seeing that.
1: But you know what? You're and and, it, and it's true and I'm 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 really excited because Liberty beat Baylor. I'm so excited about it.
0: The Flamers. Um The Flames. What's their name? Flames. The Flames Flames. Yes. Yeah. Right. yeah,
1: we call ourselves the Flamers. Oh, we'll those who support the Flames. We try it. Flames. We're the Flamers and we're proud of it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um next year they actually join they start join the FBS. they, they go up a division they right. play with the big boys. So that's when it actually next matters. Year. Why
2: was Baylor playing a division two school money. or three schools? It's money. Yeah. They they well they wanted an easy win. You get these cupcakes,
0: right? right. All the teams do this. You you. But is that like cupcakes. an
2: exhibition game then? Essentially, it's the, like it doesn't still count towards. Oh their, yeah, it's a record. Their it's record. Still, it's yeah. still their yeah. record
0: when it doesn't count in their division or whatever. But it's still their record and it counts hurts as a their, win. Their bowl el- eligibility with bowl, with which, the bowl, which bowl they go to. Uh, okay okay. Um,
1: I think it affects Baylor a lot more than Liberty because it looks
0: really bad for Baylor and for Liberty. It doesn't it, it, do it anything. Helps them,
1: but it doesn't help them in their rankings for their FCS. Division. And it, it
0: doesn't do anything because they—they're not even like they can't—they're not even able to qualify for a bowl, right? Isn't that the yeah. whole reason yeah. to join? Yeah, the because FCS?
1: in the FCS we got this thing called a playoff system. You should try it, FBS. And so the Liberty actually plays in the playoff at the end of the year, which they usually make.
0: Yeah, but they go to a playoff that no one's ever heard of to play in a game, championship game that no one cares to about. Get, to play against teams like Towson, right, and they're, Tigers, they're, and right, Delaware. Right, exactly. Blue Hens, yeah. They'll never qualify for a real yeah. ball. Which I would is, argue that it, join the it, FPS.
2: it could potentially hurt the Liberty Flames because other big-name schools now will be less inclined to want to play them yeah. because they don't want to get embarrassed the way Baylor did.
1: Well, the 2018 schedule has already been released, so th- those teams are set. And then... <laughs> I, I'm not. A, I'm not a huge college football guy. But then, I, before that happened, Maryland beat Texas, which is also another big upset. A
0: lot of people would say that might be a more a bigger deal than than Liberty.
1: It's not a bigger upset though, but maybe a bigger deal. But both schools in Texas. It's been a rough uh, couple weeks for Texas.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'd say. <laughs> really, you go and stick that. Not even touching football. <laughs> right, right. that's like, yeah, it
0: rained a bunch, but the football games are the big deal.
2: Yeah, right. Just saying.
1: When it rains, it pours. <laughs>
2: <laughs> True, <laughs> and then it doesn't go anywhere. Right, it just, it just sits. sits around.
1: Hey, we we got a new uh, a new review. Can we start off with that?
2: Yeah, let's. Sure. Po- if it's positive, whatever to cheer us up. Yeah, this is to
1: cheer you guys up. Th- this is from Birdland Catnip. Ooh, uh, she gave us five stars. I
0: don't like cats. Boom, I love. But cats. I like five stars. I don't yeah. like
2: cats either, but I like catnip. You ever give a cat catnip? It loses its mind. It's awesome.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um.
2: But what about if you give Bert catnip? It has no <laughs> effect. Then why are you so excited about catnip? Because when you give a cat a little thing of catnip, right? I've seen cats like go crazy and like freak out and
1: just I don't run know how around the like crazy it. person. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, Real Birdland. This is this is a review. Okay, Real Birdland Sports Chat by Real Balmer Fans. Real hopeful. While assuming heartbreak. I think that's about right, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. Real hopeful <laughs> while assuming heartbreak. That sounds like Oriole fans everywhere. Yeah, that's a
2: great assessment. Yeah.
1: Uh, Snowflake of the Week segment, so real, so funny. <laughs> hey,
2: that's all uh, you. That's, my, that's my segment. It's all you. Yeah. They used to say that about Burt's story time. <laughs>
1: yeah. Years oh, ago.
0: oh. Snowflake it's, it's
1: of the just, Week will
0: never, just, will never hold a candle to Burt's nah, story it's time. It's just the, the climate we're in right now.
1: Going back to the review, feel like I'm eavesdropping on the fans behind me at the game, then use the material to fake my way through a conversation with my hubby and daughter. Best episode was about top 10 events or top events at at, at Oriole Park Camden Yards. And number two, that was just
0: a few weeks ago. Walk-up songs. Oh, yeah. Well, that was a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. Long time. Walk-up songs is a long one. Yeah, that's. And dropping that
1: song is proving she's a true Section
0: 36 there. I I enjoy to eavesdrop on the people sitting behind us at Camden Yards arguing over stupid things about the Orioles. Well,
2: that was a good take on that because even Matt and I were at the game on Saturday night and we took the intern. Yeah. And your, your father-in-law, Josh, couldn't make it, or your dad couldn't make it. Yeah. But we were talking he, he was about gonna go, how he, we uh, took the intern. We could have potentially invited a listener to come, and then the listener sits between us and basically gets their own private show yeah. while we analyze the game from right there in our seats in Section 334. But then I also realized... Really,
0: it was that bad to take the intern? You wish you took a stranger? <laughs> no, the intern <laughs> inter would was be great. part of it. He'd be he, part was, of yeah, it. He yeah, was, he was...
2: He hey. was part of the uh, personality equation there. <laughs> Absolutely. But yeah. when we sit there in our seats in Section 334, Row 3. Um,
1: seats 11, there's 10, eight 9, through, eight.
2: 8. through 11, I think. Right. We it's got... usually the same people sitting behind yeah, us. the commenters. And the same people sitting in front of us. Yeah. So basically, these guys are getting a free show. Yeah. Every time we right. go to the game. Yeah. Which is why we don't tell them we do a show. <laughs> yeah.
1: And and basically, the people to the podcast also get a free show true. every time. That's it true. So everyone gets a free show. We've never
2: charged. <laughs> but, but but they
1: get a free live show.
2: That's true. Free live show every, you know, once a week or whenever we go to games. Yeah. Yeah. Good deal for them.
0: Yeah. And sometimes tutorials related.
2: <laughs> sometimes you get me for more than half the game. Not usually, but.
1: Yeah. He went for a walk uh, and he came back. Uh, when we were there. oh, that's new. He
2: left in the fifth inning. He said he was coming back. That I said okay, been. Bert.
1: And then I, you know, I said bye, <laughs> that, right. and, and he came back. We
2: hugged, yeah. said goodbyes. Yeah.
0: yeah, that must have been because you took Did, the intern. The kissing came his back cheek. for the intern because he never <laughs> yeah. comes back for us. Yeah, or just the boring. game. Was that game boring or was it yes. exciting? No, well, boring. That was one of the best
1: defensive games you'll ever see because like, there t- was some exciting defensive plays.
0: I will agree with that. I didn't turn it on until. Uh, what is it, the 12th inning, the inning, and Trey Mancini made the catch. It was too yeah. long. That's it was when four I and a half hours long yeah. to score one run. I know. Thankfully, I had a six and a half hour drive, so four and a half hours seemed perfect.
1: It, w- it was long, and that Toronto manager, uh, what's his name? Well, it was a substitute Gibbons. manager, right?
2: Oh, I think Gibbons was there. Oh, yeah, Gibbons was Friday, yeah. Saturday, Sunday Oh, Saturday yeah, that's, that was a that's the game Adam Jones got ejected in the first inning. Yeah. So that sucked the life out of the game yeah. altogether. Oh, yeah, yeah, that, that was because Because I had Craig Gentry yeah. and Joey Rickard the rest of the game. And, 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 God, and that
1: umpire is lucky that I have another segment for uh, another candidate for Snowflake of the Week. Oh, Because so, one comment and you toss Adam Jones, that's a Snowflake Well, you move. know, Adam Jones <laughs>
0: has only been tossed. That was his second time in his career. Yeah, And both times was the same manager. Or the same um, umpire? Oh, was it? Same manager. Too, and the same a similar thing, right? One comment. And <laughs> One comment, is gone. and then he's yep. gone. Yeah. One done. Yeah, and then Gentry's got to be your your lead off, or your uh, uh, fourth batter. What's the fourth batter called?
1: Cleanup hitter. Cleanup hitter. And it was Gentry, and then Gentry was not by Rickard. You gave it to him. Replaced yeah. by Rickard. Yeah, I right, should have let struggle a little more. struggle, I'd I totally, totally blanked on that.
0: All right, if Jones did not get ejected would that game have lasted that long? No, I, I think so. Yeah. There were some I mean, I op- don't think so. There no. were some key opportunities right. where Gentry was at the plate. right? Yeah. Yeah. And then and, Joey Rickard later.
1: Yeah, yeah. and then when Joey, uh, it, and th- when Gentry got hurt and he, he fractured his finger, uh, which is a shame, but when he got hurt, the was kind of screwed because there's no one else on the team that can play center field. And so Joey Rickard could never be pinch hit for just like now apparently he can't be pitched hit for which is a whole other discussion but in that game he clearly could not have been pitched hit for because we
2: didn't have another center fielder
0: I thought Ryan Flaherty could play center field I
2: don't think so yeah if you want a game to get even more boring you put Ryan Flaherty in center field but
0: but it was long but there
1: was some exciting defensive play like that was there was great defensive plays all around Manny had a couple good plays that Tesker, whatever, their left, their right Teoscar, fielder. Teoscar, Teoscar, Hernandez. Yeah, he, he had a, a great play in right field. Scope had that play at the plate.
0: Joseph made a great
2: tag. Right. That was his, uh, Hernandez, Teoscar Hernandez, Major League debut. Yeah, there was, like, four
0: guys who made their Major yeah. League debut. Which, was... which, which brings us to, and I guess that we can finish this game, but we got to talk about September baseball. Because it is stupid how it is different because of, with those games going deep, those bullpens should have been blown up. Those bullpens should have been worn out and tired instead of 30 men in your bullpen.
1: Yeah. At the same time, like, you should be able to hit these minor league guys who just got caught up in September.
0: But either way, it's fresh arms coming in, guys you haven't seen. If there's anything the Orioles struggle against, it's guys that they've never seen.
1: (laughs) Yeah. That's why when we were at the gate. Was that – oh, no. Uh, The the next day when Stroman was was taken out after the first or second inning. Mm -hmm. Right. um, That's when I knew the Orioles were screwed because (laughs) – a guy they'd never seen before is coming in the pitch. Uh, yeah, but I, you know, Bert, your, your, your negativity about the direction of the Orioles' season mm-hmm. I think is warranted, but I think it has a lot to do with, and this is crazy because it's a 162-game season, but the Orioles would have won today. I think it would have totally kind of changed your perception of the Orioles. One single
0: game today, Yes. if yes. they would have won, you totally. would have come in a lot
1: more optimistic. But totally. that's just
0: one game. But it's True. also one game where you had an afternoon game the day before. Yankees had a late-night game last night. You're still home. Yankees got to travel. It's the type of game you that got you, to you got, got Dylan Bundy who's coming off of a buddy. one-hitter. Your best it's, pitcher. It's you game. got a
1: guy for them who can't
0: throw more than 50 pitches. Right. It's the yeah. game that you got to take advantage of. And the big thing that we've seen from the Orioles this year is even when they're playing really well, when they get the chance to really make a move, they don't do it. We It was so frustrating watching them gain up on the wild card because it seemed like every time they had a chance to pass someone, they would lose. And now, and it seems like they hit these plateaus and then they don't want to move. Yeah, they're still in the wild card race, but all I
2: want them to do is win the big win. Win the big game. Yeah, and they they had the Blue Jays coming to town for a four-game series. And they couldn't hit they the split. ball. Yeah, and the, the two games they won had to take it to 12 and to 13 innings just yeah. to beat the Blue Jays. Right. When, you can't beat the Blue Jays in nine innings. And I Come get, on. I get
0: that a four game series is hard, is a really tough sweep. I get that. You should be able to get at least three. You shouldn't have to go to extra innings for two of those games.
1: Yeah. And, and it looks like, I mean what it looks like, it was a really well played well battled series Toronto and Orioles and it looks like here are two even baseball teams battling it out and it took two extra inning wins to split the series because the teams are so close and so even. And to Burt's point, that's a problem when you're even with the team who's in dead last the at least.
2: Yeah, it's, it's unfortunate. You know, they, they show us that they're capable of sweeping the Red Sox in Fenway, that they're capable of sweeping Until, uh, whoever totally was before that. Yeah, killed the, killed them, what, 27-4 to 4 or whatever over right. three games. And then you got this hot streak, seven-game winning streak, coming back to Camden Yards for the weekend with the Blue Jays, and you split against the Blue it Jays. It
0: reminded me of the Ravens playing down to their competition all the time, that, the, that the, they get hyped up for big games. And then they don't for others.
2: It's 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 now to the point where they're lucky they had that seven game win streak, or else, the, you know, we'd be even more pessimistic than we are right, right. now. Right,
0: and and it's to the point that now they've or got. I'll
2: speak for myself. I am.
0: They've got the Yankees, and then they're on the road in Cleveland, Toronto, and New York, and those are games that they've, they they got to get another winning streak. Yeah, just like they did before. Yeah, where it's not. 500 ball that's going to get them there
1: and, and if you look at it i mean the orioles are going to have to play great baseball to make the playoffs the next two game, games versus the yankees they gotta win a to win and it's sabathia who's pitched really well for the yankees this year and Sonny gray right who's who's a really good starting pitcher yeah. uh and for us it's helixson H- H- and and gossman so the, those are gonna be two really tough games to win and then for that you're right you travel it's the this we, weekend's in cleveland Right. They've we, been hot. We're 12 games under five hundred on the road. They, Cleveland, as of right now, have won 12 games in a row. Wow. Hottest team in baseball. Uh, and so if you take two out of three against the Yankees, you're sitting pretty. But right now, it's hard to imagine us taking two
0: and out of against the Yankees. You're sitting pretty, but then you're still about to face a team that could sweep you in three games. Yeah. yeah.
2: The Yankees are the top wild card team. They're only three games out of the American League East right now. Yeah, They're a good baseball team. They just team. took it
1: to Boston, all, yeah. yeah.
0: They they beat Chris uh, the day before we played. If
2: you look at the and schedule. And they're playing without Gary Sanchez this weekend or this next three games.
0: Right. And those teams that are in the wild card hunt, we've got the hardest schedule left at of all of those. I believe that. So when you struggle against the Blue Jays, it's really hard to have hope.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, well let's get into some, some spe- specifics here. We had Dylan Bundy today. He really struggled. Um I think it's interesting to watch what happens with him, as far as they're trying to protect him. Yet, it feels a lot like talking out of both sides of your mouth, your Buck Showalter. So help me make, make sense of this, guys. They're yeah. they're trying to go to six man rotation to protect Dylan Bundy. At the same time, we saw his last start; he threw a complete game, hundred and twenty pitches. Yeah, they could have pulled him in the eighth or seventh. But they let him go the whole time. He was pitching well. He gave up one hit. Pitches. A yeah. bunt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fine. had a one hitter going. Fine. Then today, right, he threw, uh, he, he, he threw the fourth inning. He'd given up, uh, I think, three runs at that point. He was up to 95 pitches. Then he goes out there and, and pitches the, the fifth inning and throws even more pitches till eventually Miguel Castro comes in. So on the one hand, it's saying like they're trying to save his arm. On the other hand... Buckshell Walter every time seems to push that extra inning on Dylan, push that extra inning on-, on Dylan. Um, and if you were to say at the beginning of the season, how many innings for for Dylan Bundy? Last year he threw 109 innings. So this year, I saw a lot of projection models at the beginning of the year had him at 120 innings. I saw some people were optimistic saying he could pitch up to 150 innings. So optimistically, you were looking at 150 innings for for, for Dylan Bundy. Mm-hmm. So far this year, he's thrown 160.
2: Wow.
0: And so one expects... Well, that goes to their argument of no one knows and we're just going to roll the dice.
1: Yeah, but then why would you go to a six-man rotation, right? So why would you ever pitch Chris Tillman?
0: that because Buck likes this guy He's in the six man rotation is because he is afraid to take someone out of the rotation.
1: No, he he already took Tillman out of the rotation.
0: For a week. And he And he, never used him out of the bullpen. Used him once.
1: So why would he bring him back in the starting rotation if not just to give Dylan Bunny an extra days
0: rest? I don't know. That's the only explanation. Why don't we go seven man and put Castro in? Because before what today he Castro's looked very excellent. I mean with this you're right, with these
1: expanded rosters, you could have a ten man rotation. Yeah, that's just that's just
0: <laughs> go all out.
1: And I, and, Stupid and rosters. Yeah, I agree that the rosters make sense. If you're a player, you love expanded rosters. Because here's a bunch of guys who never will get a chance to play in the majors. Now, all of a sudden, they get up in the majors. They you, make that major league minimum. They get that per diem every day for they meals. They get to sit right. in the dugout with they, the pros. Yeah, they get to travel nice, and stay in nice hotels. Right, so and, it's good for the players.
0: Yeah, and if your team sucks, it's good for you. Yeah, just to it, see new it's guys. It's something to see new guys. But it really messes with your pennant race. Yeah. It seems I don't know why they don't do this. It Seems to make
1: sense. I think this is what Buck has talked about before. It seems to make sense. Have you know forty people on the team if you want, but the day of the game, right? 25, 25. for the twenty five 25 for, for today, and tomorrow you can go with another one. Yeah,
0: so that way I can blow up your bullpen for today. It might not affect me tomorrow, but at least we're not
1: making just, we're not making five new pitchers no. between the seventh and ninth inning.
0: Exactly. Yeah, I right. like that. I, I'm okay with that.
1: Um. I expect at this point 160 innings for Dylan Bunny to struggle every time out. I mean he he's he's never in his career thrown this many innings. He's got to start wearing down. I I expect him to struggle. I would be I'm more surprised when he's successful honestly than when he's when he's
2: Because starts. of today's start because his only previous start was the one yeah, hitter, complete he, he game. He so why are you, why would you expect yeah. him to fail from now on? Because the innings
0: pitched. No, no, t- you're not saying the pitch, there's no difference f- four between innings one and two batters. Right. Then? There's no difference between 155 and 160 innings. No, I'm saying pitch counts are stupid. They don't count pitch balls thrown to first base. They don't count warm-up pitches. They don't count pre-game rituals. They don't count so much stuff. So to just make an inning limit 160 innings, what if? 30 of those innings were three up, three down. What if in three of those innings he threw 10 pitches and it, or if in, a, in 100 innings he threw 30 pitches? Yeah, I agree. I don't know why they don't if keep track of counts the pitches, make no pitches,
1: not the innings. You should keep track of the pitches. It makes more sense to me than the innings. Yeah. But whatever.
2: But what... But- if he had a good outing today, would you have said the same thing? No, he would yeah. have
0: said he, no.
2: He, even when he threw the one-hitter, it was
0: surprising to if me. If today was a one-hitter, you would sit here and say he might go 200. We're going to ride him to the He's, World Series. Yeah. Look at the look at these projections. People said 150 at best. No. We're going to get 200 out of him.
1: I was if I was in charge, I would shut him down right now. <laughs> you know, this would never happened if they took my idea and started him out in the bullpen. <laughs> All right. So, some other some other guys, this is interesting. I just some interesting notes here. Um, you guys know who Zach Britton is?
0: I heard yeah, him. Yeah, he's that guy who sucks and blew the save a couple days ago. Yeah, he seems to be... Uh, right, everyone booed him out. Yeah,
1: he seems to be pitching. He's, he's, he seems pretty back to close his normal ways. You, I, I was reading on uh, Fangraphs uh, um, a conversation with Zach Britton. Mm-hmm. Can you guys just listen? to? to I want to just read a couple of the quotes from Zach Britton. Just entertaining quotes here from Zach Britton. Okay. Um, My two... St- two seam spin rate is higher this year this is britain talking (laughs) it's gotten closer to normal in august but for a while it was around 2100 and i'd never been above 2000 before last year when i had the highest ground ball rate of my career it was around 1900 that's not a huge difference that's not a huge glaring difference but it's enough to impact the movement my release point was different when i came back What I want is to be on top and driving the ball down, and I was lowering my arm slot and kind of pushing the baseball. The velocity has been about the same, but the spin rate is a little bit higher, and the movement is a little less. That could be from a lack of innings, or it could be from a lack of injury. One thing about my sinker is that I don't manipulate it. I just grip it and throw it. So what I have to ask myself is, why is it spinning more? Again, the velocity is the same, so I think it goes back to my delivery. Where's my arm slot? Am I taller in my de- delivery? Am I lower in my de- delivery? Whatever happens over the mount affects what happens at the plate.
0: He, he just gave a whole lot more uh, ammunition to the like to the Twitter nerds. Yeah. We've, we've already been hearing all season about Chris Tillman's release point. Now we got to hear about spin rate. Yeah. If someone posts on Twitter, oh, I'm watching the game, and that spin rate doesn't look – it looks like it's around 1,800, not 2,100. Yeah. That's the problem. I'm not going to be able to handle that on Twitter. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't make sense.
1: It's just really interesting. I mean, that's sabermetrics nerd talk talking about spin rate, but pitchers and 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 uh, Britain too is kind of looking at that spin rate because uh, it has to do with, I guess, how much the ball moves. And you think more spin rate means the ball move more, but it doesn't. Uh, just kind of if, nerd talk from Zach Britton, which if, I was just surprised. Which, at.
0: I mean, that's good. That means that that means that yeah, yeah you like to the, hear that. The nerds are getting into the bullpen. Yeah, um, but. If I told you to go outside and increase your spin rate, would you know how to increase your spin rate? I don't even. Flick your wrist harder? <laughs> I have no clue. Is it? Is it? Does I assume it's because the grip is the same no matter what type of pitch. So I'm guessing it's like, yeah, the final push off your finger or yeah. something.
1: And that's what Zach Britton's saying. His spin rate's different, and he's doing the same thing, so he's not sure why it's different.
0: Right. You know what it is, the ball. That's why we got more home runs. It's that juiced ball. It's even affected the spin rate.
1: Yeah, just some some nerd talk from Zach Britton. I thought was interesting.
0: Can can, can I give you guys?
1: Uh, I got some just notes here. I'm sharing. Can I give you guys some reasons I'm optimistic about September for the
0: Orioles? Sure, I need something. Yeah, because I was optimistic with August. September looks pretty To bad. look
2: forward to. Okay.
1: Have you guys ever heard of a guy named Ubaldo Jimenez?
2: Yes. Unfortunately.
1: All right, Ubaldo Jimenez. His September months are legitimate. Like there, if you go back to 2016. All right, let, let's just let's just just hu- humor me for a second. Okay. In uh, last year, in September, we all know he had a great September. Uh, Two point three one ERA. He had three wins and one loss. Right, so that was last year. But you say, <laughs> is okay, is that, hold, on, hold on, me on, me on. is that
0: your laptop playing music? <laughs> oh shoot! I'm sorry. I thought that was. <laughs> How did they not even hear that? <laughs> <I> thought, <laughs> music just starts playing. I
1: thought you said. I thought I was talking about. <laughs> I thought you thought. No, I, I, I said I'm going to read some stats and so just sit with me for a while. I thought you were like playing elevator music or something. <laughs> and I thought that was in my headphones. You were just playing elevator music. Oh, it was in your headphones. But that was my laptop playing really loud music. I don't know what that's from. I didn't open open, open up any new windows.
2: So Jimenez has extor- historically good Septembers. So
1: 2016, he was really good. Yes. But you might say, okay, that's just one good year. He was good. If you go back, though, look at
2: 2015,
1: he had a 3-in-1 ERA of 3.19. And in the month before, his ERA was over six. So that's two straight years he's been really good in September. But wait, there's more. If you go back the next year to two, 2014, again, in August, he was bad, an ERA of eight. In September, 2-0, ERA of 3.27. Well, that's So now we're talking about, what, four straight years. Go back another year, 2013. The same thing plays out. September was by far his best month. Uh, in September, uh, 4-0, and the already have won that, that year. So every year of his career, September is his best month. Uh, throughout his career, looking at his career numbers.
2: In that's sept- the 13 2013? I mean, that's the year that got him the big contract.
1: Yeah, yeah, that, that was when he was with the Indians, and uh, that's why we signed him. Yeah. Right? And he, but, but throughout his career, even with the Orioles, uh, when he's been bad with the Orioles, he's always, every single year, been really good in September. If you look at his career numbers, by far, in, in August, he, he's, he's, he's won 17, lost 26, ERA of 5. In September, the next month, he's 23 and 15, ERA of 3.3. 3. So, every single year of his career, obama Jimenez has been at his best in September. Reason for hope.
2: You buying it? Uh, I'll give him one start in September, and if he's terrible, I'm not buying it. But okay. If he's good, I say all right, let's see the next one. When's gonna? <laughs> see,
0: I guess is his next start uh, Friday in Cleveland, I guess, because we got we got Hellickson going on Tuesday against Sabathia, and then we got Galsman again pitching Wednesday. So I don't I don't know how this six man rotation works. It's confusing to me. You're not it, getting much... Uh, does that mean that it's
2: Nobody's dense? buying the Abaldo praise in I the chapter. I know. And once, and once, you you
1: get, w- yeah, once you get past Friday on here... Um, cause Cause once it, you get past Thursday, all I'm getting... Or Wednesday, all I'm getting is TBD for yeah, Friday. TBD Because we don't know how that six-man
0: works. Because Gossman just pitched Friday, right? Didn't Goss, Gossman pitch Friday night when you guys went? Yes. Right? Yes. Because yes. yeah. he had a good outing. Yeah. Right.
1: Uh, so get out. the sandwich. Right. Yeah. So he's
0: going to pitch on Wednesday. So he's still in that five-man order. Right, every five day or whatever.
1: Yeah, so I guess if if they they got to decide whether they want to get to him another start and what they do want to do with
0: Bundy. And how do we get uh Jakob? What's the guy named Jakobonus? Jakobonus. How do we get him in to pitch every game so he keeps adding to that win total? You
1: think he's legit? I think he could be a legit good reliever next year. Yeah. I think he's legit. He looks
0: pretty good, and I, it's it's been fun that he has uh, two wins already for the month of September. If you want to talk about a hot guy in September, there you go. Two wins
2: because <laughs> the wins that matters. Uh, You got Jimmy in the chat room saying, so if you go back to 2016, Obaldo, he got lucky. Therefore, he will get lucky again this year.
1: I said 2016, 15, 14, 13. Like, it's not just one year. One year is luck. But every (laughs) year of his career, September's his best month.
2: It's a trend. It's definitely a trend. Yeah. Um, But but it's all kinds of factors could play into that, though. Yeah. It's
1: correlation, not causation, as they say in a in my research class.
2: And the uh, the problem
0: is with Jimenez. We've seen glimmers. We we've, we've had reasons to get excited for Jimenez. And just like the 2017 Orioles, he disappoints every time he has the opportunity to really shine.
1: I mean, it's not like I saw a stat on mass today that Chris Davis had the best batting average on Labor Day out of any player playing uh on that day. He was batting like 500 on Labor Day. Like talk about now, I agree well, with hey, Jimmy in the chat room. it today. Now, that's ridiculous, and that's silly to, to look at those types
0: of stats. But I'm looking at,
1: <laughs> you know, the the past seven years of Obato being good in September, not just the
0: past single year. But, September is bigger than one but, day.
1: hey, if you're going to bet four against Obato, uh, the, the safer money is with bad Obato. But I, I just think if you look at his past numbers,
2: you know, we'll see. It's something to look forward to. Yeah. We'll see. All right. Now if Helix, we'll find
0: out. Now, Time will tell. Now, the – I'm not even worried about Jimenez. It's it's Tillman. It's and Those are the guys I'm concerned about. If, if Tillman can't pitch, then what's the point? If Tillman can't pitch?
1: I assume every day that Tillman can't pitch. He's done. Yeah, right. Tillman's done. I never...
0: So he's going to pitch uh, what Wednesday against the Yankees. You think he will? Is he, is he
1: in the book? No, he's not, he's not scheduled to pitch. Oh, is he not
0: scheduled? No. I thought I saw him. It's and Gossman. Oh, yeah, Gossman. Never mind. Never mind.
1: Yeah, I hope Tillman never pitches again for the Orioles.
2: There, I said it. That's sad, but true. Yeah. Remember last September, or I guess it was going into October, because uh, it was up for debate whether, as a fan base, we thought Baldo should start that game in Toronto for the wild card. Right. Because he, he was so good, so good in September. Right. right.
0: And, that, and isn't that why he got used out of the pen? because he was so good in September against Toronto. Yeah, and they brought, and he they brought him in the extra
2: innings, and we thought, man, yeah. we can go another eight innings if we have to. Right, right.
0: I
1: don't know if
0: anyone's really saying that. Yeah. Uh, but, but I guess that, that game was in October, so that doesn't hit your, your Ubaldo math. The calendar flipped. and <laughs> well, no, He only that threw like two October.
2: pitches in that game, yeah. and then it was over. And it was out of the bullpen. Yeah. Let's see
0: Jimenez's numbers for October. Mm. All
1: right. I, I teased at the beginning of the show. There's been some talk out there uh with Scope's performance and Mancini's performance. Any chances what uh that Scope you think has earned some uh votes for for MVP or Mancini. We'll start with Mancini, then we'll go to Scope. Mancini, Aaron Judge, I know he had a good game today, but Aaron Judge has kind
0: of been on a He's come back to Earth. And downward. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um,
1: uh, striking out a lot, he's got a ton
0: of strikeouts. Right, but Aaron Judge isn't going to be the guy for MVP, for Rookie of the Year. Okay, and you don't think so? It's not going to be Trey Mancini. Oh uh, yeah, no, uh, it's going to be that that Ben Nintendo, Ben N- N- Nintendi. Ben Nintendo. Yeah, it's going to be that ki- that kid for Boston. Boston's been in first place for a long time. Um, they're gonna they're gonna give it to him.
2: Yeah, I I think it's cool that they're in the talks in the conversation, uh, but it's going to take. Scope, and uh, and to a lesser extent Mancini, right. really leading a charge and getting the Orioles into playoffs. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah, Mancini's gonna have to hit whatever twelve home runs in the next twelve days.
1: So if you look at the stats, Mancini among rookies is third in hits. He's behind Ben Ben Benetendi and Guerrero or something for right. uh, so
0: behind Benet-Tenny. Uh
1: for the guy for Houston who's also in the running in batting average. He's second. Guerrero is, is, is first for uh um uh, for Houston. Home runs, of course, that's a category where Judge, Judge is leading. Mancini's third, or tied for second, I'm sorry. Tied with who? for second. With Davidson from uh, Chicago okay. White Sox. Um and bet, bet- Ben Anatini is fourth with nineteen home runs. Uh if you look at other categories like doubles, Mancini's second. Uh so he uh, he shows up second or third in a lot of these categories.
0: Right. But he's not getting his name out there because of the Orioles aren't doing big things. I mean, Aaron
1: he's third, which is a important. Right, start.
0: Aaron Judge gets the attention because of the long ball. And he crushes that. But he doesn't he should not get rookie of the year for that. Uh Benettendi, he's just he's playing really well and he's in that top 5 of everything. Just like Trey Mancini, but the fact that he's on the first place team, the fact that he's in the Boston market, that's going to
2: that's going to help in the Boston, him Boston out. market.
0: If <laughs> <laughs> that play still exists,
2: yeah, there's, so like there's one on Ritchie Highway. There's one down. on the way here. No, it's closed. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, the down. one in Savannah Park. Yeah, next to the Bateman's there.
0: Yeah, Mandy used to work there. It's, I had a conversation this weekend about how is that thing still in business?
2: No, it's closed. Like it's still there, and you can see the sign where the sign used to be. I've never eaten at
0: Boston Market. It does not look appetizing to me.
2: You get a rotisserie chicken. It's like uh, Kenny so, Rogers Roasters. So.
0: Do you think Trey Mancini? Do you like? We have not heard his name in any national talk about this.
1: Yeah. Um. If you look at War, Aaron Judge is crushing War as far as rookies go. He, he he's clearly leading. I think Aaron Judge is the guy who's going to win it. Yeah. Um. Both because name recognition, New York. Um. And like even with being terrible in the second half, like he still has thir- thirty-eight home runs. Yeah. And he's only had eight second half. Thirty-eight. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. That's still a ton of home runs, and and so I still think that. Judge is the guy. And he, like, we saw today, he gets on base every time. He has 103 walks. That's insane. Yeah. 103 walks. He's a giant of a man. Ben, ben Attendee, who's second in walks among rookies, has 60 walks. And he has 103.
0: Wow. Well, that's a reaction to the long ball.
1: Yeah. yeah. He's, he's a dangerous hitter. Yeah. Um, An on-base percentage over 400. So, yeah, I think um Aaron Judge is clearly the guy. Ben Attendee, I expect to finish second. And actually, I'm, I'm curious to see who finishes third. Gurrell for Houston or or Mancini?
0: Probably Gurrell because Houston is like the best team in in the AL. Yeah, and that, it, I think Rookie of the Year they they isolate that more. That's not MVP; it's Rookie of the Year. I kind of feel like they do that for all those those uh, awards.
1: I think it's more important in MVP. So MVP, um, Jonathan Scope. Yeah, are we foolish for even mentioning MVP and Jonathan Scope in the same sentence?
0: If the Orioles can win the wild card. I think there's a legit argument for Jonathan Scope. If they don't get into the postseason, I think they glance past him.
2: Yeah, I mean there are definitely bigger names. Uh, he's nobody that was has ever been in the running any previous year. This is his breakout year. Um, he's by far the best. Uh, well, I don't. You can't even say second baseman because Altuve's right up there too. Yeah,
1: Altuve's probably considered so, better. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, Scope. Uh, he went to the All Star game. He was our only. His scope is clearly this year's MVO, right? Yeah.
0: I don't even know. I mean, if he's not the MVO, if he's not the best player on the team, you can't even talk about MVP.
1: I think he has a chance to
0: finish higher than
1: Machado as an MVP candidate. But I think Manny Machado could still be the MVO. Is that possible?
0: <laughs> uh, Why well, that way maybe it'll appease Machado to yeah. to sign this off season. Yeah, right. If if Machado signs this off with the Orioles, he's the MVO for the next ten years. Don't care. Yeah. Just give, just give it to him.
1: Yeah, I mean, interesting to see like who's. I mean, both of them are like kind of neck and neck. They both have thir- thir- thirty home runs. Yep. That's gotta. Um,
0: that's gotta help both of them, right? The fact that they're going back and forth with similar numbers. That's got to help a little friendly competition up at the plate. Sure.
1: Yeah, Machado's. I'm sorry. Scans Scopes' wars is is at four for the people into that stat. That would put him twenty second in baseball. Altuve has a six point six four, putting him first. Um, so yeah, twenty two in war. The nerds would say he shouldn't even be consideration of the MVP, but he's been so important to his team. I think. But God, what he about F four? Um, that's what I'm talking about. F four. Okay. Uh, and then this is one of the only times you'll see actually, uh, and I was surprised to see that Scope, even with his defense not being good as Manny, Scope has a better F WAR than Manny Machado, who has a three point four WAR. So uh, just interesting to see. Uh, I hope Scope gets some votes because he having such. I mean, it's a huge year. We don't think of right. Scope like that as a middle lineup RBI man. Um, but he's been he has been huge this year. Second in the AL RBIs. He's, yeah. he's he's been fantastic.
2: Oh, well, he started the season what, like the seventh or eighth hitter in the lineup and now he's number three. You, he's earned Yeah
1: it. yeah, the immersion of, of of Jonathan Scope as a legit power hitting second baseman offense run producing guy, I think he's been huge for this team. Right?
0: And going and a guy who going in, we weren't even sure if he is the future second baseman. Or if he was a placeholder or if he should go to another position. I think he's solidified himself at second base.
2: Hey, Josh, when Matt and I were at the game on Saturday, we were talking about this subject and we were reminded of an episode at least a year or so ago. It would have been probably two years ago where Matt was screaming about how Jonathan Scope should be sent back down to Frederick, <laughs> single A. Yeah, the, intern <laughs> that the intern brought that up. But uh, I mean that I've, was
0: at a different point in in uh, Scope's <laughs> life and I mean, in my life. I just
2: wanted to be able That's, to dig up the audio clips of Matt saying "send Scope back to Frederick." Yeah, you should have <laughs> sent,
0: sent me a message. We could have found <laughs> not it. Not just not just the Norfolk buoy. Yeah, Frederick. Yeah. Well, uh, Matt Matt tends
1: to do that. No, yeah. if you guys remember, at the time he couldn't. He was swinging a balls in the dirt. He had
2: no patience. He had zero walks. You were you were he was, you were screaming about Flaherty should be starting second base, not Jonathan Scope. Yeah, and I hate Flaherty. <laughs> so that's
1: that was desperate comments. Um, Bert was touching on this earlier when we were at the game. Okay, I think it's really interesting. The Orioles are first in baseball with 212 home runs for the year, which to right. me is really impressive because I feel like when I watch the Astros. With Springer and Correa and all those guys, they hit a home run every time they, they come up to to, to 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 bat. But we're number one in baseball with 212 home runs. Well, what do we have?
0: Five or six guys that have 20 plus home runs.
1: All S- the verge five of seven, guys. right? Yeah, and that's the thing I find most interesting about number having number about being first in home runs. Um, our leading home run guys are Scope Machado at 30 which ranks them 19th in baseball. Right. So a lot of those teams have, like, a top five or a top ten guy. Right. But we just have, like, everyone who hits dongs. Um, and so we don't have anyone in the top, you know, 18 spots of home runs. We just have a bunch of guys, one through nine, who hit home runs. Right.
2: But we've got six with more than 20. And now with today's home run, Wellington Castillo now has 19. So next one he is will put us – Seven players on the team with 20 home runs. Beckham is on the cusp of 20 as well. He has, he's he, got
0: seven. He's he got
2: 19. Seven, he's gotten seven of them with the he, Orioles. Oh yeah, he seven for us so right. 19 right. total this but year. But still.
0: He might get 20 with the Orioles. The but it shows
2: there are He'll of, be the, the eighth guy on this team with 20 home runs. Yeah. Over the in, course. in the lineup. A nine-man lineup. Eight of them have 20 home runs. Yeah.
0: That's pretty That's, that's, that's pretty impressive. That's, yeah. That is. If only they could win baseball games. Yeah. <laughs> if, if only you got to the postseason by home runs.
2: Yeah. yeah, if any one of them could have just hit a home run over the course of the twelve innings I stayed for on Saturday night, uh, I could have left a lot earlier and wouldn't have been there for four. Well, and then half that, hours.
0: that's the whole problem with the home run is sometimes they come in bunches yeah. and sometimes they never show up. That's true.
1: Or like today, I mean, we had how many home runs? Did we have
0: three home runs: uh, Beckham, Castillo, and Davis. And Davis. Yeah, yeah. three, so home, three runs, home runs. It doesn't matter. Yeah. That's four runs, right? Yeah, a solo with the. And uh, then with uh, two Dylan Bundy on
2: the mound, that should have had a win written all over it. Yeah. But it didn't yeah. work out that way. That's why we play the games, right, boys?
0: <laughs> hey, uh, yeah. who has more home runs, Hansu Kim or Francisco Pena for the Orioles?
1: Pena. I don't know. But what, was Kim of two?
0: Kim has one. Pena has two.
1: Oh, he had two in one game, I believe. Yeah, he got two in one game. Yeah. <laughs> um, Jen, Kim, by the way. Your boy Gentry also only has two. Kim, by the way, has really struggled with the Phillies. Poor yeah. guy. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Uh, I know everyone thought he was going to be awesome. Just play him every day. He's right. on a bad huh. five hundred. May, maybe Buck <laughs> knew something. Yeah, may, yeah. It, may, it maybe, could be. Maybe just maybe possibly.
2: Buck saw more than we saw. Yeah. Uh He had to because we didn't really see anything of him. So. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, yeah. And, you
0: and
1: now the Phillies are seeing it and not getting the results either. But but maybe it's because I'm sure those Kim lovers will find an excuse on why he's struggling in the Philly too. Yeah. I'd uh, be curious to see if he signs a contract next year. Or but, if hey, he we got uh,
2: Jeremy Hellickson for him, so that's all great. Yeah. Hellickson, so, again, yeah. even trade. Two wins. Even trade. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my. What else we got? Well, I got my Snowflake of the Week segment. Ooh, it's becoming a uh, 3 3 sixer er favorite. Yeah. According to the iTunes reviews. Yeah. Yeah. No.
1: You know, and that's a shout out to to Fight Club, where the snowflake term, according to Wikipedia, originated. I didn't realize until I was getting ready for the show, you know, doing the old Google Machine thing. And there's a Wikipedia page titled Generation Snowflake. Uh Oh. Its own Wikipedia page.
0: Did you write it? You you created that Wikipedia page this this week?
1: Uh, But here's how snowflake generations define a neologistic term used to characterize the young adults of the 2010s as being more prone to taking offense and less resilient than previous generations or as being too emotionally vulnerable to cope with views that challenge their own. Uh, It's pretty good. I I would say it's not just about one generation. As we've talked about on the show, you can be any generation and be a snowflake. But I was interested. I scrolled to the bottom to see also you know, where they have like uh, categories. Sure. Yes. A- a- ageism was one of the categories with Josh thinks he's looking to ageism because the way Josh hates on young people is like nothing I've ever seen. Um, <laughs> no, I, I don't but,
0: hate on young people. What are you talking about? Spend a lot of time with young people.
2: He hosts a youth group. He hangs out with the intern more than you and I do, man.
0: He feels the need to save the youth from
1: themselves. Um, and, and the last one on there, Is the Strawberry Generation? Ooh, what's this? I'm gonna click on that baby. Strawberry Generation, which is a Chinese, a Chinese term, Chinese language term for the Taiwanese people. So Chinese say this is about the Taiwanese people born after 1981, who bruise easily like strawberries, (laughs) meaning they cannot withstand social pressure, pressure or work hard like their parents' generation. The term refers to people who are insubordinate, spoiled, selfish, arrogant. And sluggish in work.
0: Can, can we steal this and this no longer be the snowflake of the week, but the strawberry the of the straw, week? Because they bruise easily. And I plus, thought it'll confuse the snowflakes.
2: I, I thought it really legitimately meant like something was changing in the biological build of these people where they actually bruised easier.
1: <laughs> I think more their emotions. But yes. it sounds like their own version. So America's not the only people right. dealing with snowflakes. The we got uh, Chinese <laughs> are over there de- dealing with the strawberries.
0: I like Strawberry
2: Generation much strawberry better than Strawberry Snowflake, snowflake sounds like a, um, a breakfast cereal. I know, it sounds pretty good.
1: All right, so I got a couple strawberries here. One, you guys mentioned pre-show, and fine, let's talk about now
0: it. Now I got to find – I just found that clip for snowflakes. Now I got to find a, a clip for Strawberry
1: Generation. Good luck with that. It might be in Chinese. Uh, the uh, uh, l- Let's talk for a second about a snowflake on the Orioles. Okay. An Orioles Snowflake or an Oriole Strawberry.
2: An Oreo strawberry. Who on the team would we consider to be a snowflake? Well. Or a strawberry? I have a guy in mind. Okay. You're going to tell us. I'm going to tell you. Okay. All right? This is not a guessing game. Agree or disagree. This is my segment. Okay.
1: And you really can't agree or disagree. You're going to agree with me. It's my segment. We'll, we'll see. Uh, <laughs> uh, the game uh, that, that that
2: we went to. Saturday night. Yeah, was that and the was, game? No, 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 next, no.
0: It was you're uh, talking. You're, you're you want to bring up Sunday's game on, on, Sunday, on the, Sunday, the other extra innings game.
1: Yeah, on Sunday extra innings game. Oh, okay. Mark yeah, Trumbo yeah. had to walk off hit. Yes, I uh, watched it on television. Me too. In exciting fashion, post game show, Adam Jones pies him. He knows it's coming. Like they, they get ready to take the headset off. Um, Mark Trumbo gets a pie in the face. He goes to put the headset f- head back on. And Adam Jones, out of nowhere, a second pie flies in his face. Yeah. He puts the headset down. Trumbo storms off. A minute later, we see a tweet from Adam Jones saying, no mass pies, which I looked up. It means no more pies.
0: Glad you had to translate that.
1: Yep. I looked up on translator.com. No more pies. And so Mark Trumbo couldn't handle the pies. So that's a snowflake behavior there. Can't handle the pies. And so now, no pies for anyone.
2: A thirty one year old snowflake. Yeah. Mark Trumbo. Now find you some music. Strawberry, strawberry, strawberry. Yeah, that's my new
1: music for the strawberry second. I like that. Um so honorary mention goes to for this week goes to Mark Trumbo for for being a snowflake and getting rid of pies. And I don't know how it went. What came back first, like did the did the, the, the pies winning? We bring back the pies or the pies bring at the winning. I think they go together. Yeah, like, but it seemed to go hand in hand. Yeah, and since that moment where we got rid
0: of the pies yesterday, <laughs> right. the Orioles a lost. They lost today.
1: So Bundy, I'm just saying, bring back the pies. Right,
0: Bundy looked great, and Matt wanted Bundy to go 200 innings until the pies went away. And you see the pie maker, this woman who makes the pies, just chucked her pies in the Pearl Harbor. She was bringing
1: them in, in, in uh, Pearl Harbor. So it was like the, <laughs> it was like the Boston Tea Party all over again, but with pies. Um. She took the pie and she just threw it into the harbor at Baltimore. She threw the pies in the water, not Pearl Harbor. But she she, she threw it in the that. water. Yeah, yeah. 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 She's just threw it in the water. She said, "I was I was bringing these candy yards, but they can't use." And then on Twitter, they were getting on her for pu- pollution. Which, by the way, whoever commented about pu- pollution, you're, you're a strawberry. You're a strawberry. Okay. <laughs> whoever was on Twitter <laughs> commenting about the pollution because they threw a pie, in, in, in into the water. You are you are a snowflake. I mean a
2: strawberry. It's just feeding the fish some sweets. You're feeding the fish. By the way, that
1: water down in Baltimore has more issues than a pie in it.
2: Yeah, actually, a pie could (laughs) probably help things in the bay.
1: That pie crust, maybe soak up some of the stuff in there. I don't know.
0: I got another strawberry.
1: Or the Orioles team? No, let's go football. All right, all right. Do do, do we have time for this? We have a few more minutes. Yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, it's the new segment everyone loves, the strawberry of the week. (laughs) <laughs> taking
1: a knee, I got a question for you guys. Taking a knee at an NFL football, an NFL player taking a knee, we don't even mention any names, an NFL player taking a knee at a game, would you guys assess this as strawberry-like
0: behavior?
2: What? During the National Anthem? No, Wait, I to
1: take a knee during the National Anthem, is no, this a strawberry okay. move?
0: No, uh, it's
2: more like a political move. No,
0: it is not a strawberry move. Making it all about you is the strawberry move. Okay. Okay, It's. I think it's debatable.
1: Um, but I'm kind of with you guys. Like it's not a strawberry move to protest, but some would argue that Colin Kaepernick, for example, a bit of a strawberry move in this, in the fact that here's a country that has given the opportunity to all these great things. And then he's disrespecting, he feels entitled and he's disrespecting the country that gave him all this.
0: But then there's the difference of taking a knee and and instead going on and, and saying why you're doing it and this and that and making it all about you Yeah, and saying, you're not getting signed because of this. It's all about you. You're the strawberry, not the knee. Right.
1: Um, so I agree, taking a knee is not. I wouldn't. I don't think that falls under strawberry category, but I think this does. Cleveland Browns. You, have you guys see, seen the story?
2: I think I saw a headline. Yeah,
1: yeah. The Cleveland Police Department, um, who goes out there, they, they were supposed to go out there and hold the flag as they say the national anthem, or as they sing the national
0: anthem.
2: Right. Sure. Um, I've seen that before.
1: Because the Browns are preseason, there's been about ten guys taking knees during the national anthem. Right. They.
0: They. They're. They're huddled up and praying apparently during yeah. during the national. The anthem. Cleveland
1: Browns, uh, I mean, I'm sorry. The Cleveland Police Department said, "We're not going and holding the flag for you. We're protesting your protest by not <laughs> by by
0: by not jo- jo- joining like, and going to the game." Sounds like the umpires.
1: Yeah, that's a strawberry move. Yeah. to protest a protest because you're mad that they're protesting. That's a strawberry move. <laughs> and like politics aside, which by the way, like real quickly, can we mention? The reason people are taking a knee is because they're upset about the way they perceive they've been treated by the police, police officers, as not, they feel like they don't support them like they support um, other segments of the population. So the police response is fine. If you guys take a knee, we will literally not support you in this, and we
2: will walk away. <laughs> like, that's... This is going to make it great worse. Great job, great job, everyone. Right, that's, that's a that's, time. Uh, so,
1: politically, is one thing.
2: You're proving but, their point. <laughs> but also, it's a
1: strawberry move. It's like, I'm going to take my ball and go home, but they're not even, like, players, so it doesn't count. Just, I'm going to take my flag and go home, because right. I don't like that you're taking a knee to
0: protest whatever. It's just ridiculous. It's it's That's a, and I always a thought, strawberry move. Right, because... Also like wasn't like when you're become a cop isn't it like you're supposed to serve and protect like people regardless of what they believe like aren't you supposed to like just do your job yeah and not have an opinion necessarily yeah and not
1: politicize it right or anything of like that and they're like mad that that the players are making it political so they said fine we'll make it even more political
0: yeah <laughs> it's like, well movement. it's like the umpires who got mad that players were upset that they were calling balls and strikes wrong so they did the armbands yeah strawberry moves St- strawberries
2: and all this said i'm still a jerk because i just want to watch football right, <laughs> right. <laughs> i don't care about all this drama i just want to watch a football game
0: yeah Ravens start Sunday, right? Football starts this Thursday. This is our
2: last show before uh, the Ravens. Our season opener is Joe Flacco
1: going to play in the season opener?
2: Yeah, that's what they said. Well, they week one. Has has he practiced
1: yet?
0: He does. Yes, he has. Oh, he
2: hasn't played a preseason. He has, but that doesn't count.
0: Yeah, Uh, it just started practice this week. But I mean, Cam Newton is in the same situation. No one's making a big deal about Cam Newton. They might be down there. I don't know. Um, I don't know. We made it through preseason though with very little. Ravens fall. Did we
2: win the last one? Yeah, we four and oh. Four and Four and, yeah. four, four and yeah. Hey, Super Bowl or bust, baby?
0: I meant more. I think but, that's what all Raven fans are saying. Right. I am. I'm <laughs> optimistic. I, I just thought it was a win that <laughs> Section 336 didn't have to talk preseason football.
1: Yeah, I think we made up pretty well with that deal. And I'm all aboard the Liberty Flames football bandwagon, so I really don't care about the Ravens at this point. Can you, even, uh,
0: can you even watch that? It's like, do they televise their
2: games?
1: Um, Sometimes on ESPN3, one of those stations.
2: I yeah. like now that Josh does the football show with uh, Mr. Film Study because once um, he's done with that, he has zero interest talking about football with me I have, and you.
0: Which is <laughs> a I have, win for everyone. Win
1: for our listeners, win
0: for us. No, I think it's just, I have no interest in football. Oh, my. It's regarding whether I talk to Ken or not. Uh, my football interest has gone down. Oh, mine, mine definitely has it's over definitely
2: the past gone down significantly. Yeah, I don't know. Mine,
1: too. And I, I, don't, I think that's – that's a nat- I mean, they talk about ratings being down. I think this is a national trend to be less interested in football. Right. Aside I from – I
0: think we all just got burned out of football. It got pushed so hard in our face that who cares? Regardless of – like, I, I'm less interested in football. I don't think it's because of the concussion issue. Yeah, and it's not because the kneeling down it's issue. It's not because the kneeling down. It's because I have been inundated for the past, whatever, 15 years with NFL, NFL, NFL. Yeah.
2: I don't care. Yeah. Well, and it doesn't help that the home team, the Ravens, are one of the most boring football teams you could possibly watch. If you like 60-yard field goals and three and outs and dump off passes, they're your team. Other than that, there's not a whole lot of uh, exciting football coming out of Baltimore. And I will say the fact that they won the Super Bowl, what, six years ago? Something
0: like that, five, five years, years ago. ago. Yeah. That kind of helps me with not care anymore because it's like I saw that. That was fun. That was cool. We'll I never, would love,
2: like to do it again. We'll never but get there with, again. This team isn't going to do we're, it.
0: We're not going to get there. I'll just sit back and relax. But I don't know what it is. But yeah, right. I perceived it more as my
1: team's kind of being down now. And we have a quarterback stuck in a huge contract who's not playing well. Right. Yeah. And it doesn't look good this year or next but year if, for the I the don't know. this team.
0: But I don't even know if the Ravens, like, we're good. Like I'm gonna watch all the games, but there's not the excitement that there used to be for the NFL for me.
2: It was last year they started three and and0 and then lost like the next five games or something after like that. And and by you know week nine, I was out. I didn't even watch any more games the rest of the season because I had no faith that they were gonna be any good, and they weren't. They didn't make the playoffs for the next consecutive year or whatever it's been. Um, mm-hmm. I and I, you know, just give it a try from the beginning, but uh, you know they could come out hot. Like they did last year, and yeah. then the whole thing falls out of, after a few weeks, right. and uh, I get my Sunday afternoons back.
1: Well, you your attitude like that, Bert, it's a good thing you have the Orioles to put all your faith in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: like, yeah. You almost have me optimistic again, knowing that it's September and a ball Jimenez is a start <laughs> coming up. I got something to look forward to. Even if the Yankees sweep the Orioles, at least Jimenez starts in five days.
1: That's right. Against his <laughs> former team, the Indians.
2: Yeah, against a team that's won 12 in a row. <laughs> Orioles can't even win eight games in a row unless it's the two thousand five Orioles who finished like oh by Yeah, games. the
1: Orioles can't even win eight. They can only win seven. What All a bunch right. of losers. losers. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well they got twenty
0: four games left, so they still got a chance to win eight straight. All right. See? See I like I see, love, see Bert? I love Justin I'm not really optimistic. <laughs> I just counted the numbers and had the counted the games.
2: Yeah. Wait, right. We're mathematically in though. Hey, anything hey, about like September?
1: I, I thought for sure before the seven game win streak I thought I was gonna be stop watching baseball by like the last week in August. I would no longer watch baseball. Sure,
2: they could have been like seven. Because the be out card. of it. Yeah,
1: but now I have to watch every game because they're still in it. And as long and, as they're still in it, I'm gonna be watching every single yeah, game. Still, every about, pitch.
0: still above five hundred.
2: Yeah. Well, will you watch the the last game they play until they're mathematically eliminated? Like if they win tonight, they're still not mathematically eliminated. We're down to that one game that we can't lose. If
1: <laughs> if they get swept by the Yankees. I don't care, mathematically or not. The baseball game all of a sudden becomes background noise. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then if we lose, if we get swept by the Indians. How I'm anticipating it, then whatever. If I w- I might turn the it background around noise goes yeah. away. Yeah, even the background noise goes. But as long as we win one game against the Yankees, I'm still watching every game. Yeah. And then we'll go to take it to Cleveland and see how it
0: plays out. That's great. So, so stay tuned for next week after the Cleveland series.
2: We'll recap the Ravens Bengals game.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, we'll see how
1: we're sitting next week. It's gonna be, it's gonna be a tough week of baseball. We haven't played on the uh, well on the road, and we're playing the hottest team in baseball. This is after we have to go ahead and beat the Yankees uh, and play them two more times. So it's gonna be, it's got a tough road to hoe here. But uh, if we get make the playoffs, we're going to earn it. So it could be some exciting baseball.
2: We could tell our listeners, just skip watching the Orioles games. Tune back in next Monday night, Facebook Live at 7.30 p.m. And we'll tell you, we'll recap the whole week for you and tell you whether or not you should continue watching the Orioles games. Yeah. Yeah. But just rely of, on Section Three. But set. as It'll of right you now,
1: you should still continue to watch yeah, the games. Yeah, keep watching them. Yeah, keep yeah. watching us now. Uh,
2: there is Hellickson pitching tomorrow, so you might not yeah. want to devote too much time to watching right. tomorrow night's game. but. Right. You never know.
1: You can like cut out seven to eight, and then you can have alternate plans at eight o'clock just in case yeah, yeah. things go south quickly. Like five home runs south. Alright. Intern? Thoughts oh. corrections oh
0: no intern. Didn't show no up. show.
2: We saw him Saturday.
0: No word from him. And I we talked a, we talked about the plan.
2: I had a great time hanging out with him at the
0: ballgame. We I mean it's it's seven thirty on Monday. It's like we always do. <laughs> so who knows what is next. And he wasn't even
2: in the chat room tonight talking in the third person.
0: I even posted on Twitter, hey, intern, it's tonight.
2: Yeah, but you didn't tag at WWIntern. No, he's
0: got to do a little bit of work. <laughs> sure, it was partly to make fun of him for last week, but it was there. I made sure to post the time.
2: Well, we'll be back next Monday, Yeah, and Facebook Live, 7.30 p.m.
1: And that guy who made a comment uh, to your tweet saying he couldn't even show up last week when he was supposed to, and now you're expecting... To, to come on a holiday, I think that's that's, that's true. It is a spot on comment. Uh uh-huh. Labor Day.
0: You know what that is? In terms of strawberry. Yeah, he's a strawberry that's snowflake. He, he does, strawberry doesn't even know what Labor day's about, but wants it all.
1: I don't know. No, we'll, we'll see what his excuse is before we call him a strawberry. Or not. But we'll ask about it. We'll ask him next week if he's here, and we'll find out if he if he's a true strawberry. Or not.
2: He bruises easily.
1: Yeah, if he bruises easily.
0: <laughs> Has strawberry ever been said this many times in any podcast?
2: I don't know. Yeah,
1: the, the Daryl Strawberry Hour. Oh, nice. I was going to say the Strawberry Shortcake Hour, but the Daryl Strawberry. Yeah, but we're. Facebook connection.
0: I got to pull a little clip from that s- Strawberry uh, Shortcake song for next week. Yeah, That's please. a new button. Yeah.
1: <laughs> All right, boys and girls, check us out on Facebook. Uh, you should subscribe on iTunes and do what Catnip did, Birdland Catnip, and write us a review on iTunes. That would be awesome. Yeah. Give us five stars. Appreciate it. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at Section336Show. You can follow us on Twitter at Section Three Thirty Six Show. You can follow me on Twitter at Section Three Thirty Six. You can follow Bert on Twitter at Bert Rudy. and you can follow Josh on Twitter
0: at Josh Soroka.
1: Thanks for listening, boys and girls. And as
2: always, go O's. Thank you for listening to the Section Three Thirty Six podcast. Please go to iTunes and Facebook for all complaints or the occasional compliment. If I were you, I would not take any baseball advice from these guys. Josh and Matt were raised by an Orioles obsessed father, and Bert—well, uh, Bert fell in love with Don Mattingly. He has a thing for mustaches.